0: Hey, guys, welcome back to a all new episode of a pro wrestling podcast with Matt and friends. I am joined today by Nightmare Factory owned, the answer to professional wrestling. Josh Breezy. Josh,
1: what's up, man? What's going on? man? How's it going?
0: Not too bad, man. Not too bad. I'm excited for this. I don't think a lot of people know who Josh Breezy is, so we're going to get out there. and We're going to get people to know who Josh Breezy is today. Sounds so I'm like excited. a plan. Um, so what made you want to be a pro wrestler? When did you decide like, hey, this is what I want to do?
1: Um, so growing up my whole life, I've been a fan of the Hardy Boys, obviously. And, um, for those who don't know me, I did music and I was very successful doing music up until the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic happened, I had to cancel my tour. We were in the process. We were doing like 10 shows. The whole coast was great. And then the pandemic happened and we had to cancel everything and I was sitting at home just collecting unemployment waiting for things to happen and I saw the nightmare factory post like on Instagram or Twitter or something that they were taking applications for their first camp and I was like you know what I'll just fill out the application and see what happens so I never heard anything back and then from there I just I just felt like you know, I, sh- I could really give this a go regardless of where I go. So I was actually on my way to Firestar Pro Wrestling here in North Carolina. And um, I was probably 15 minutes away from the school and I get a call from a jersey number. And I don't answer it because I'm like, what? And then I get a text, me- <laughs> I get a text message. Hey, it's team Marshall from the Nightmare Factory. Give me a call when you get a chance. So I pulled over into this church parking lot and I called my girlfriend at the time. And I'm like, um so about that uh qt marshall from the nightmare factory i think just called me do i answer him she was like yeah of course calling back so i called him back and he was like yo a spot opened up for you it's yours if you want it here's the rundown we start in a week and i was like wait a week <laughs> so then i was like all right something to think about we talked about it she gave me the okay and the rest is history
0: that's awesome man that's uh that's actually really interesting going from one place to automatically getting called from somebody like QT. Um, mm. You know, that must have been like, oh, man, what happened? You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, when do you remember like the first show you ever watched in pro wrestling like that? You were like, yo, this is what I love. I know you said you're a fan of the Hardys. <laughs> we obviously know that looking at your room behind you, you got all the Hardy stuff going on. Oh,
1: yeah. I um, tried to get a little bit of the Nightmare Factory stuff I have over here in the shot, but it just didn't look as good. No, um, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, My first wrestling, ah, there was so many just as a kid. my pa- I, I just loved it. I don't know why. Maybe my parents were in. Into- my mom was an Undertaker fan, so okay. I think she might have gotten me into it. But I remember going to like the Sunday night heat shows at Nassau Coliseum because I'm from Long Island, and like when they would ever when they would do the little house shows in Nassau Coliseum, and things like that. Um, a funny story: one of those I was probably like nine, and they used to shoot the T-shirts out or whatever, and I thought it was a um, a Goldberg T-shirt, and my uncle's a huge Goldberg fan, so I'm like, "Yes, shoot one my way!" And they <laughs> one comes my way, and it lands on the floor, so I dive to get it. This guy gets mad that I grabbed it before him, pours his beer on me. I'm nine.
0: Pours his beer on
1: me. And he's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. My stepdad was like, grabbed him up. It was like, are you kidding me? And then like, it was a whole thing. But then I opened the shirt and it's a Shawn Michaels shirt.
0: (laughs) Not even Goldberg. Not (laughs) Not even even Goldberg.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. But yeah, all the stuff the Hardys did in the early 2000s was great. I mean, just watching them, the ladder matches, of course, and even like when they did their quick solo stuff, like when Jeff had the short hair and he was feuding with the undertaker and Matt and edge and things like that. It was just, it was just always fun to watch. Yeah. No, man.
0: I mean, what is your, what is your go-to Hardy boys moment?
1: I mean, honestly, every time I try and put people onto the Hardy boys, it's those, those broken Hardys series and TNA. I'm like, you know what? Forget all the other stuff that they did. Watch this.
0: Yeah. This is I mean, magic. I- it was different for sure. I mean, watching something like that. I mean, Matt Hardy out of the box. I mean, who knew?
1: You know, right? Um, all the, all those years, he was the the le- the least favorite Hardy, and oh, he yeah. just blew up.
0: Oh, I've always loved Matt. I, his theme song was fantastic when he was on his solo career, and oh, the V one, yeah, it was it was fantastic. And uh, I think when he came to TNA the first time and had the dreads, mm. um, I think a lot of people were like, "Yo, what is he doing?"
1: <laughs> you know, blooded,
0: and I, I don't think a lot of people were into that. And then he went back no. to WWE, I think. And then he went back to TNA back to WWE. Now he's an AEW. Mm. Um, you know, and I I've always been a fan of Matt. I've always liked Matt, you know, um, you know, being able to team up with Shannon Moore and crash Holly, stuff like that. Mm. It, was, it was different. Um, we got to see Shannon Moore for the first time in WWE because of Matt Hardy. Um, mm. You know, but the Hardy Boys. I mean, yeah, that that broken stuff was great. I, I loved yeah. it. Um, now, is that your go-to tag team
1: favorite tag team oh, of all time? Oh yeah, all time, all time.
0: Who is your uh, favorite singles wrestler?
1: Um, that's a great question. Um, me? No. Um, <laughs> um my favorite singles wrestler, honestly, I have to go with Jericho. Okay, Just because like he's been able to adapt, but stay the same, if you know what I'm saying. Like he changes, but he's still at the end of the day, Chris Jericho. Right. Right. So like when he came in with the little the party pony and the flashy things and was cutting promos on the rock and then he changed over to like a little bit less of that and a little more like I'm the greatest ever. Then now what he's doing in AEW, you just can't deny it and you just gotta applaud it. Oh, absolutely. I,
0: uh, I love Jericho. I think Jericho's a fantastic wrestler. And, um, I think a team that he had with Christian, I think was very underrated. Mm. I always, I always go for that team. It's one of my favorite teams that I watched. Um, Chris Jericho is he's one of the forefronts of AEW,
1: um, yeah.
0: you know, and first, first AEW world champion. He's, you know, still killing it to this day. I don't, People, people judge his salt still, like saying that he can't do it anymore. He could, mm. in, in my opinion, I mean, sometimes, sometimes moves get botched, but he could still do yeah. it. I think He's he could still do it. He's 50. <laughs> He's, 50. <laughs> He's 50. I mean, dude, I give him credit. I give Christopher Daniels a lot of credit. Today, yes. Sure.
1: Yes. Um, Daniels now, is
0: great. I know. Um, You're a fan of the Hardys. We've talked about that. We see behind you. You call yourself the Kobe Bryant of Hardy Boys collecting. Um, Yes, sir. Do you have every single Hardy Boys figure there is out there?
1: Um, So I don't. I actually have a checklist right here. um, Of I have it separated between Jeff and Matt figures. Um, I actually only need 27 more. There's over like 250 of them. Um, Here, let me get a little spin real quick, kind of show you the room. Um, it just goes on and on and it never ends. And that's my AEW stuff. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. So it's insane, but, uh, everything that I don't have is like super hard to find. Only got released in the UK, $300 aftermarket stuff. So, and then they keep pumping out new Jeff Hardy's like it's nothing over Intel. So.
0: And then they do the uh, the chase variants too. Oh yeah! So mm-hmm. um, you got a lot of a lot of Hardy stuff coming out all the time, and uh, I think AEW Unrivaled is on their series six or five. And there's series already six.
1: Yep. I think there's already two Mets. Yeah, I have the regular version. I just um, I've been on the hunt for the the chase.
0: Well, if I could help you find it, man, I got you.
1: Thank um, you
0: for sure. Um, yeah, no, man, I I collect two. I got them in my closet because I don't have any anywhere to hang them up. Unfortunately, I live in an apartment, so I, I don't have a lot gotcha. of stuff, but, uh, nah, man, I, I love collecting figures and stuff. Uh, what was your, when would you decide, like, when did you decide like, Hey, this is what I want to collect. This is what I want to
1: collect. So I had, where is it? I had this, um, this Jeff Hardy that I kept in the box cause I got it signed. It was right when he came back from TNA the first time. Okay. He, and, um, he had like those box braids. And okay. um, him and him and Matt did a signing in Long Island and I went and I had his TNA shirt on. And as I get up there, Matt, Matt's like, Oh look, Jeff, he's got your TNA shirt on moment. i always remember. So he signed that and I kept it in the box and it was always just on my wall at my mom's house, but I never really like expanded. And then like I had the ones from when I was a kid and stuff. And I always, I would always keep the Hardy boys, but like get rid of the other ones. And then Somehow it just happened like a virus. It's like cancer. It's right. it just once you get one, now there's 10 and now there's 20. And um, but I didn't really start getting heavy into it. Like if I saw one, I would get it, keep it in the box, blah, blah, blah. But then I listened to Matt Cardona and Brian Myers on their podcast. Right. And I was like, man, let me go on eBay real quick. I got some <laughs> extra dollars. Oh, wow. Look at this, Jeff. I remember I had it. Thirty dollars cool I'll get it oh $20 i <laughs> will get it and then like I had um like this little corner in my room in my mom's and it was like a nightstand a couple of figures from when I was a kid a couple box and then it just started to like spread along my wall and my girlfriend was living me at my w- living with me at my mom's house at the time and she had, I made her like this little desk so she like had a spot and I was like hey I'm gonna need that spot back because the figures <laughs> are taking over <laughs> so then um yeah, when we moved out of there and I moved in here, all of this was actually in my studio in the room next to me. Like, not all of it, like half of it. And then when this room became available, it was off to the races. And then the, the pandemic hit, like, the next month. Unemployment, $800 was coming in every week. Right. I was like, boom, give me that figure, give <laughs> me this figure. And then, yeah, it was crazy. And now it's that awesome. literally everywhere. Even this room, I think, when this room first opened up for us, we split this room. She had her modeling stuff on one side and I had my figures on the other. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to need to move you into the den because <laughs> <laughs> she'd get mad. Cause she'd come home and there would be like a figure like on her side. And then like the next day there's two more. And she's like, yo, what are you doing? Like, I thought we were splitting this room. I was like, sorry, I'm running out of room. <laughs> yeah, That's it's crazy. No, awesome. um, so
0: nah, man, that's hilarious. Uh, I see a title behind you. What title is that?
1: Oh, this is um when Jeff won the uh, world title, when, TNA world title, yeah, the TNA world title. I got it. Um, it's a replica. I got it signed by him at Access, the last Access in New York, and um I got it signed by Mike Bennett, Maria Kanellis, and the Godfather, and Hurricane Helms as well. Um, that kind of just happened. Um, An interesting Mike collective. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the line. It was like Jeff. It was, no, I didn't have, did I have the Godfather sign it? Yeah, the Godfather signed it. He was there and I was like, eh, he's in the Hall of Fame. That's cool. (laughs) Then Jeff signed it and then Mike and Maria were next, I think. And then Hurricane was at the end. And um, Hurricane is actually the reason why I got to see Jeff. The the line was so long, they wouldn't let me on the line because they were like, you're not going to get there before we close. So I'm like, man, whatever, I'll just wait. So then these, like this group of guys called me over because I was dressed as Willow. Like I had the mask, oh, wow. the thing, everything. Like I had the mask behind me back here. Oh, like I cool. was, and everybody was like taking pictures with me. Like <laughs> that's how cool <laughs> it was. So then um, they're like, oh, just come on with us. Like we'll get you to see them. So I go on there. Then the um, security guy was like, no, you can't do that. Pulled me off the line. The whole line starts booing them. It was great. So Hurricane sees me and sends one of the WWE officials that was staffed there to come over to me. It's like, hey, when the line's done, I'll come get you. You'll see Jeff. Don't worry about it. All right. That's awesome. so I, yeah. So then the line ends, the guy comes to get me. And I look at the security guy that pulled me off the line. And I just like, I had the mask on, but I smiled like, ha ha, I'm still going to see him. And then, um, yeah, we talked for a little bit. He did the Willow laugh. He signed it nice for me. So it was a <laughs> good time.
0: That's so cool.
1: Yeah. No, Willow is an underrated character. I think, uh, yeah. I wish,
0: I wish WWE would have used them in some aspect. We got to see them in TNA. We know, Willow was a big character in Omega, um, mm. but we never really got to see what he was until TNA about a decade ago. So yeah, that was so a, long. That was always a fun aspect of him. I always thought that was a unique character. Jeff always does like unique twists to what he does. Mm. Um,
1: and, I would love this- to see. Oh, I would love to see um, Jeff versus the Fiend in the Firefly Funhouse, and then we could get Willow, Itchweed. All those. Now we could even go back to like Jeff with the sting cut, okay? And like the Wolverine, It'd be pretty cool to see.
0: Dude, I actually really like that idea. I've I yeah. never, never, nobody's ever said that, and I'm like, now that you said that, I'm like, I could picture it. Like the whole thing. Like I think mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I mean, is that one of your dream matches? Obviously, to wrestle against Jeff and Matt.
1: Yeah. So another thing, um, after the showcase for the Nightmare Factory. Um, Cause I had tweeted earlier in the day that I was getting ready and then like Cody retweeted it for me and Cardona retweeted it for me. Matt Hardy responded, et cetera, et cetera. And then Matt actually texted QT to ask him how I did. Cause QT was like, hey, Matt Hardy just texted me, asked you how I did. I was like, really? What'd you say? He was like, I told you when you shit the best. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, man. I'm trying to get there, man. But um, yeah, that's I definitely wanna try and get in the ring with Matt, whether it's just something on dark against like private party and Matt's there or something like that. Like a bunch of my friends, Carly Bravo and Dean Alexander, they've wrestled private party like three times already. Right. And every time I'm like, damn, it needs to be me. <laughs> but it will be, be my man. time. It oh, will be yeah. soon. Um, how was it training in the nightmare family or factory? Was, I should say. It was great. Honestly. I mean, that's, it was like, it's so weird to think about. Cause like the first day, everybody was like sitting by themselves and like nobody wanted to say anything, but like by week three, we're all like making fun of each other. We're hanging (laughs) out, you know, like staying up till two in the morning talking wrestling, like, and it was hard work. And like the first day, like Cody's like, all right, we're going to go for a mile run on the street through the Hills. And I'm like, "Bruh, what? (laughs) So, um, but it was great. Everybody there was It was fun. There's, like, Carolyn is great. She's our nutritionist. QT's wife, she's great. I still message her from time to time just to get food, things. Um, Cody was there a lot, a lot more than I would have expected him to. Um, Like, he was there every day, and I didn't understand how he did it. And then even, like, when they were doing dynamites and stuff like that, um, they would just leave when they needed to leave and come back when they needed to come back. And Brandy was there a couple times. She came in for some promo classes um glacier was very um glacier was great to have there because cody and qt have like their way but then glacier gives it to you like that old-fashioned wcw style way right and it's just really cool to get the different views on in-ring psychology so
0: i get that for sure i uh, I remember when they announced glacier was going to be helping train for a little bit too which Um, I never really got into WCW because I didn't start watching wrestling until 2003. Um, So I rewound it. Obviously I've watched stuff. I mean, so Glacier's character, everything like that was always fun to watch. Um, You know, I've watched past stuff, but I didn't grow up watching him, but watching a guy like Cody and stuff like that and seeing where he is today and helping you guys out. um, I think is fantastic. Um, Hmm. He started at such a young age himself and, seeing him train a new up and coming class it's it's probably
1: an honor for you guys as well oh yeah honestly i my favorite thing about cody um he would always take charge of the promo classes we did and no matter what you said no matter how your how good or bad your promo was he would just look at you and be like so what do you think worked what do you think didn't work and then you'd say it and he then he would just go on for like 30 to 45 minutes about like how you could have did this differently, blah, blah, blah. And really like deep dive into it. Whereas I feel like somebody of Cody Rhodes status does not have to take that time to tell you about your one minute promo and how you can make it better. And um, I really just, I really appreciated it. Like appreciated the fact that he didn't need to do any of that. Like he could have just put his name on it, took your money, let QT and Glacier teach you everything and then showed up when he felt like it. He was there every single day. So Oh, oh for great. sure
0: um if you had a choice to choose between joining the factory or the nightmare family tomorrow who would you choose
1: oh i'm a cutesy I'm marshall guy okay all the way so the ever, factory since that started, is. <laughs> ever since that started like everybody was like everybody from my class is taking like the nightmare family side and i'm like well somebody's got to join cutesy i was like <laughs> you know what it's gonna be me because when i there was so many times where Cody would look at me and just be like, you know, you're just like QT. You're just like QT. Because we just have that, like, personality. And, like, I say so many things. And even QT was, like, a couple of times, he was like, you know, I could see you making the same mistakes I made. So that's why I'm trying to tell you to stop now. So,
0: but. That's so awesome, man. I, uh, you know, I, I watched this Nightmare Showcase, and I thought, like, this is something different that nobody, mm-hmm. no other company has ever done before. Um, at least in my, my, uh, to my knowledge. Um, so watching it, like when AEW first started, I wasn't a fan. Uh, I'll be totally honest. Like, uh, but watching a lot of these guys come in and get a name for themselves and watching shows like dark and elevation and seeing the nightmare showcase and stuff like that, it it gives you guys new up and comers or guys that weren't known on the independent scene, a, a chance to, you know, make a name for themselves. And I think mm-hmm. that right there tells a whole different story than a company like WWE where they're trying to elevate newer talent and mm-hmm. that earned my respect. So watching the nightmare showcase, like um, I actually, there was a handful of people that stuck out from you, you and Jacob, O'Brien, like that, that team right there, like in any of the tag team matches that I watched, you guys stuck out to me. There okay. was something that I watched and I'm like, these guys are going to be the future of tag team wrestling. If they're still going to be in AEW as a tag team, um, you know, but watching that you guys, I, fantastic stuff, man. I, uh, Thank I, I really enjoyed watching that match. Um, unfortunately, we haven't seen
1: Josh breezy again in AEW, um, no, no, but I would
0: love to see that very soon. I think it'd be yeah. really cool to watch.
1: I'm actually um, don't tell anybody I told you this, but uh, the third class, is having their showcase next Sunday and they're looking for somebody to enter the Battle Royal from one of the previous classes. So it may <laughs> or may not be somebody known as the answer, but <laughs> you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that from me. Okay, um, okay. I like yeah, it. But I've been doing some stuff in pro-South Wrestling. Um, they're really cool, they're right right on the edge of Georgia and Alabama. Um, it's just hard for me because I do live in North Carolina and then the factories in Georgia and then everything else is in like Alabama, Georgia. So it's just a tough drive. Um, But I will say I'm embarking on a great singles run with my good friend, Marty Bell, formerly a TNA knockout. Um, And we have some great, some pretty good things that we got coming up creatively. So. Okay. I can't wait to watch,
0: man. I, uh, you know, it's hard because a lot of, a lot of independent promotions and stuff, they don't post videos as much and like mm. trying to find some of your stuff on YouTube. I couldn't find anything. Oh yeah, um, it's rough. So I would, I would love to see some people post it, especially cause I live in Indiana. So that's a, a little okay. bit far of a drive for me for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to see that. I love Marty. I think she's a fantastic athlete as well. And, um, you know, the dollhouse stuff with her and, mm-hmm. Mia Yim, I thought was fantastic too. Um, you know, I think it was very underrated as far as a, Definitely a was. female group goes. Um, but Mar- Marty, I think is very, very, very well-rounded as a competitor. And I think she could do really well in like a manager role too. Um, you know, hope so. we, we've seen that stuff too. And I think, uh, the chemistry there between you guys, cause I, I just get that vibe from you right off the bat that you have so much charisma there waiting to just break out, man. So. I'm,
1: that whole nice guy thing. Oh man. It, I feel like I loved it because like I got to paint my face and wear the colors and stuff, but it just, what I wasn't able to like go. And like, it was such a struggle for me. Cause I was trying, I'm a very particular person. So when Cody gave us that team and the gimmick and I was like, okay, and he wanted like he wanted me to be kind of like the, the asshole. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> um, you can, man. You're good. He wanted me to, to be like the meaner, nice guy, and like I just couldn't figure out how to be like a baby face but like mean, and I just couldn't make it work. And I feel like this character that I'm working on with Marty and everything is gonna be much more me, and I'm gonna really be able to just. Ex- just expose myself to the world. That was a weird way to put that. But, um, <laughs> woo. Look at me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's really going to be much more, much more me and much more charismatic and definitely a lot better. A uh, I can't wait, man. I, uh,
0: I hope people post videos. I think uh, seeing you guys together might, might be really well. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about it. So, uh, but no, speaking of the nice guys, you, Jacob, Ryan, uh, was that how you met Jacob Ryan, was through the Nightmare Factory, or did you know him beforehand?
1: No, we, we met at the Nightmare Factory. Um, they actually had a tag team promo night, and we got randomly selected together. And I didn't really have a gimmick at the time. I had some ideas, and I was like, well, how do you want to do this promo? And he was like, well, I want to be Mr. Nice Guy, and this that and the third. And I was like, all right, we'll go with that. He already had like a jacket and everything. I'm like, all right, bet. We'll go off that. I wrote the promo for us. He gave me some ideas. I included it. I went and made my own jacket to look like his. And um, then we went in and we did it. And Cody was like, that that was the promo of the night. He even tweeted about it. Like, he took a picture of our jackets, like, us wearing our jackets and tweeted, like, promo of the night or something. And I was like, all right, well, I guess this is it. And then they were like, yeah, we want you guys to do this for the, the showcase. I'm like, okay. So that's kind of how we became the nice guys.
0: <laughs> it worked out, man. I thought it was really well. Um and then now that's that's over though, right? It was just like a yeah. one and done.
1: Well, um, we did we we did a couple shows together as it and then we both mutually decided, you know, let's let's go our own way and try and do something on the singles.
0: Now, is that something you'd prefer is being a singles competitor over a tag team? So being a fan of the Hardy Boys, was that something you always wanted? Was a tag team wrestling, or did you always want to be a singles wrestling?
1: I, I like the aspect of tag team wrestling better. Because you could tell a much better story, I think. Because like there's the your partner and you're trying to make the tag, and then like his partner's trying to stop you from making the tag. And there's just without having a stipulation or a title belt, there's just the story of the tag. You want to get you want to get the fresh guy in, or you want to get the big guy in, or the more popular guy in to take out the bad guys. Whereas if you just have two singles guys, they kind of have to go in there and go nuts for it to be like right. a memorable match so i love tag team wrestling and the aspects and honestly it gives you time to breathe uh so uh um, <laughs> for sure and it's just you can play off the crowd a little bit more being on like this on this the apron and like getting them into it but Making the I always, hot tag. yeah oh the hot tag's my favorite um <laughs> and then um just i just like it better but i always wanted to be like a world champion or For something sure. like that, and I would—I think I'd almost rather be like in a group where, like, there's like three, like three of us, and we're all kind of like our own thing, but we come together and kind of like the new day almost. Right. Like, Kofi can go win the world championship, and then Big E and um, Xavier can go win the tag belts, or Big E could go win this, and they could do that, and you can kind of flip flop it, um,
0: like a freebird rule kind of. Yeah.
1: Thing. Yeah, something like that. So. I don't know. I I think creatively being a single star is better because you control a hundred percent of a hundred percent of you. Right. As opposed to if you're in a tag team, it's like, Oh, they want to book us for this show. Are you free? No, I'm not. Damn. I took off for work already. Now you can't (laughs) do the show and you already took off for work as in if they just ask you, then you can do it, you know? Right. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm down for whatever.
0: (laughs) I get that, man. Um, what, uh, promotions would you like to see yourself wrestle for
1: besides AEW, of course? Um, just like on the independent scene? Independence, yeah. Okay, so I definitely, um, look forward to wrestling more at Pro South. Um, New South is also another independent out of Alabama. There, very good. I know, um, I think David Ali's wrestled there a few times. People like that. Dylon is a good out of there, um, they do a lot of seminars and stuff, but I really want to wrestle there. I want to wrestle at firestar. They, they run shows out here as well. Um, and honestly, my goal has always been to make it to impact wrestling. I don't know why. Um, Cause that's the not, X
0: division titles the best, man. You gotta, you gotta love the it's X. It's great. V-
1: I, lo- I love that match. <laughs> and I'm mad that Jeff Hardy wasn't involved in it more. Um, but like, I don't know. It's just always been, like, my goal to make it to Impact. Like, I don't know. Just – that's just something I would like to do. That's not really independent, but it's not really as big. Um, NWA would be cool to work for, too. I like the idea of, like, the studio wrestling because I've never, like, seen that in action. Right. So that, that would be pretty cool to do. And NWA honestly, it,
0: brings a whole different feel for it, man. It's, it's yeah. different
1: for sure. Yeah. So – that's really where I'm at, man. I mean, anybody. Southern Honor Wrestling is a good one too. That's I think that's down in like Texas. Um, okay. That's David Aldi's a champion there. A bunch of people have wrestled there. I think Carly's wrestled there a few times. Danny Jordan from AW. She's I think she's a champion there or somewhere around there. But yeah, any, well, we'd anywhere We'd love to wants see you me, out here. Anywhere that wants know? me. We'd love where to you see at
0: Indiana. So Indiana. we got, okay. we got Warrior Wrestling not too far. from oh, Okay, I, I think um, I
1: followed them. Okay. Yeah, Warrior we got wrestling. Black
0: Label Pro Wrestling close to me as well. You know, okay. we've seen we've seen names out there. I seen uh, I met Alex Shelley at a Black Label Pro Wrestling event, and uh, okay, it was funny because the bathroom there was only a one person bathroom, and I'm standing in line to use it, and the first person that opens the door and comes out is Alex Shelley, and I'm like, <laughs> shit, dude, like, because Chris Saban has always been one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, mm. and the Motor City Machine Guns is my second favorite tag team of all time. Okay. Um, ironically enough i tell people all the time alex shelley is by far the second best professional wrestler in the world all time um kurt angle is number
1: one there's
0: alex shelley just all well rounded so meeting him was so cool um and we got to chat for a little bit and i remember like i'm like dude i'm sorry that i caught you right out of the bathroom but (laughs) um no i mean black label pro is is really a cool event i would love to see you out here i think that'd be fun to watch too um you know so we'll hit them up we'll get you out here yeah man i think
1: i'm once me and marty i'm actually getting my gear made right now and then we're going to do some promo shots and cut some vignettes and kind of just start pitching it everywhere and i think with her being on tv and her getting booked all the time for everything plus my connection to cody and the good word from them i think you'll see me and her pop up a lot of places
0: oh i'm hoping man um i think we'll see what the future holds i hope uh is that what you plan on doing for the rest of 2021?
1: Yeah, man. At That and just working on music in, the, in my free time. But. So hip hop, how long have you been doing that? Uh, Since fifth grade, technically. Uh, that was actually my way to find my friends. Um, for sure. Being mixed both black and white in an, in an area that's predominantly white, it was very hard to figure out where I fit in. And then when all the schools came together, there was a lot more diversity. Right. Well, no, nobody wanted to be my friend because I was the weird one. So I was like, all right, let me try it. I played baseball, too. So I was like, all right, let's go talk about baseball and Yu-Gi-Oh! cards with these kids. And they didn't <laughs> they didn't want to talk to me. So I'm like, all right. And then I saw there was a group um, at, at lunch, uh, like freestyling with like a pen. They were making a B with a pen and they were freestyling. And I was like, man, I listen to Eminem. I could do this. So then like I went home and broke something cause I knew I couldn't just do it. And then I memorized it for like a week and then I came back and I was like, yo, you, ha- you mind if I hop in? And they were like, okay, let's see what you got. And then I said it and they're like, all right, that was pretty good. And then we were friends. So, um, but then in, um, high school is when I really started to take it seriously and start like recording and, um, producing tracks and things like that. And, uh, I tell this story a lot when I do music interviews, I, um, my grandma lives next door to my mom and she used to, she had a computer in her room in her house and she used to go to bingo at night. And um, I would come over before she left and unlock the back door without her knowing. And she wait for her to leave for bingo, run over there with my little USB microphone, <laughs> log on to her computer, download this free audio recording program, record like four songs, save it to a flash drive, uninstall the program, clean up all my stuff, lock the door and run back. And she never knew this. And I told, I told it in an interview with some, somebody about my last album and I sent her the article and she was reading it. She was like all these years, you never told me you did that. That's so crazy. You could have just asked me, I would have let you over. And I was like, That's awesome. Yeah. So trying to be a sneaky
0: good. kid. I like it. I Damn man, like it. But, yeah. No, I uh, I was listening to the third uh, third dimension album today I, on the way to uh, interview that I had, and I was okay. like, this shit, this shit's really good. I like it. It's good I'm, album. Artist I'm not a media. I'm not a fan of uh, hip hop and rap and stuff usually, and I'm like, this is good. I can listen to this.
1: You yeah, know, I, it's it's a nice happy, nice happy medium between like rap rap and like radio rap. Yeah, like it's not it's not like new and auto tune and all that nonsense, but it's not like underground super duper hip hop either. So it's well, I,
0: see, I love rap where I can understand what I'm listening to, you know? Mm. So hearing your stuff and I'm like, all right, this is stuff I could actually listen to. I can, and I'm I like, can hear
1: the words. Okay. Right. Right.
0: I, it's not just gibberish to me and it's mm. not just the beat. It's, it's well put together, man. So, uh, you Thank know, it's really awesome stuff. And I I hope we get to hear more of it coming soon. Um, And I also noticed that you're doing all these haunted houses and like places like that. What got you into stuff like that?
1: Uh, That was my dad. That's all my dad. When we were kids, all we did was watch ghost hunters, ghost adventures, things like that. And um, he used to buy like cameras and video recorders and take us to cemeteries, me and my brother. And we would do like little ghost investigations, but then um, I shot a music video. I grew up, on, like I said, on Long Island. There's this big um, asylum that's like abandoned, Kings Park Psychiatric Center. And we would always try and go there and go in and walk through it and stuff um, just because it was creepy. And then I shot a music video there for In My Head, and that was cool. And then what did I do? Then I started watching these YouTubers like explore all these places, like exploring with Josh and r all day. And guys like that. And I'm like, I could do that. And they're getting, like, <laughs> millions of views. And, like, I'm like, yo, I could do this. Like, I'd be interested in this. So then me and my um, my girlfriend at the time, we were like, all right, let's do it. And we would go places, like, on our days off, just whatever. And then when the pandemic hit, again, everything had – when the pandemic hit and they were just <laughs> giving me free money, I was doing everything. I was collecting. That's I was doing this. And um, it was just every day I'd wake up. And, like, when she – was on um, unemployment for a little bit, like two weeks. Like We'd wake up, we'd go somewhere. We'd wake up, we'd go somewhere. Hey, you wanna go to South Carolina? Let's take the drive. We went to abandoned amusement park. Right? We did all this stuff and uh, it just got cool to do and like to see all the old stuff that's still left behind and like hospitals and things like that. And then um, where it got ghost centered was, I met this guy, Sean, he's in some of my ghost hunt videos. And he was very much, I was always more of like, I'm just gonna go explore. And like if while I'm editing, if I catch something, I catch something, I'm not gonna go look for it. Um, But then he was very much into the paranormal side of things. So I was like, all right, so I don't have my girlfriend to explore with anymore. So I'm gonna go with this guy and we're just gonna do ghost hunts, that's cool. So then we just started doing that. And the last one we did, man, a brick came flying through the window and it was, it was a crazy thing that's not out yet, but yo, know, these dudes just pulled, like we went, we did this, um, abandoned retirement home and it's like behind this tree line in the middle of nowhere, in North Carolina, like nobody's going to bother you. So we're in there and we like just did a spirit box session. We're about to all go our separate ways in different rooms and do like a solo shot. And my friend Sean's like, yo, I see headlights. And like, we look and there's headlights coming through like the broken windows So we're like, dang, the cops. So we're like, all right, let's (laughs) just pack. We're like, let's just pack our bags. We'll just walk out. And it is what it is. If they arrest us, they arrest us trespassing tickets. They tell us to go home, whatever. At least we're just coming out. They don't have to come in. So we're getting our stuff ready. And all of a sudden, dude, it sounded like there was 90 people sprinting across the roof. This is a, it's a one story building. So there's just people running across the roof and we're like, what is happening? And I've never, I've, I've literally like been there where a a ghost is answering me through the spirit box or a REM pod. And I am not scared at all. I've been places where things get thrown, not scared at all. I was petrified because (laughs) what is happening? Like people are on top of you. Like if I kept saying, like if they were in front of us, we can go backwards. We could go left, right. They're on top of us. We can't go anywhere because we don't know where they're going. So like all of a sudden, um, What happened? We were like trying to leave, and then a brick just comes flying through the window, and at that, and like you know when you get like the fight or flight, I definitely wanted to fight because like if that brick would have hit me, somebody (laughs) would have (laughs) died. Like, and it was like the it was like from the room right in front of me, like that's how close it was. So like the brick comes through, and I'm like, oh nah, what the f, nah. No. And I start <laughs> screaming. And all of a sudden, nobody's running anymore. It's quiet. <laughs> and then then um, I'm like, nah. So we start walking down the hallway and we see we hear them get in the car and we see their headlights start going towards where our cars are parked. And my head goes, they're going to go mess with our cars. So I take off down the hallway and then they're like pulling out of the thing and they're honking their horn like they're cool or whatever. So it was probably just a bunch of kids like trying to come break the windows. And then they're like, oh, there's people here. Let's leave. But, like, yo, the scariest thing I've ever done.
0: <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see that video, man, when it drops. Yeah, should come I, uh, out this
1: Wednesday. Uh, oh, actually,
0: absolutely. Everybody should check it out. I think that would be fun to watch. Uh, oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm always petrified of paranormal shit. I don't know why. <laughs> I am. Uh, I've been meaning to watch The Conjuring movies, like, in uh, c- like cinematic order. And I'm uh-huh. like, I remember watching the first one in theaters, and there was a part that always, like, freaked me the hell out. And I'm like... I don't know if I want to watch this shit. <laughs> I'm like, this is too bad, but um, no, nah, man. I mean, you seem like uh, you're not afraid of much. So that's pretty cool. Heights.
1: I'm afraid of heights and oh, I can't take shit. a face. I can't take a face bump. Oh, really? Bro. So we're doing face bumps one day and I'm like, coach, I'm not going to be able to do it. QT adamant that I can do it. He's like, I could, you could do it. You could jump off the, the top rope into a swan dive on the on, <laughs> on a dime. You could jump off this and do that. And I'm like, yeah, but I can control that. I can't control being up in the air and just dropping on my face without right. like, without bracing myself. You know what I'm saying? So um, he's like, no, you could do it. I'm like, I can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit out this one. I can't do it. And he's like, no, come on. So I'm like, all right, if you get hurt, it's on you. So he's like, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna shoot you off the ropes and I'm gonna give you like a 3D. And you're going to take the face bump. There's not Nobody's going to catch you. You're just going to take the face bump. I'm like, all right. Shoots me off the ropes, throws me up for it. I put my hands down to brace myself like I told him I was going to do because that's just how my brain is operated. And because I hit the mat first before he did, it like walked. So it messed up his whole like neck and back. And he had like a stinger for a little bit. And I felt so bad. But I'm like, bro, I told you this was going to happen. And oh. he was like, "You did." He was like, "You did tell me." He was like, "Go get some water, or something." <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's messed up, man. Yeah. yeah, no, I uh, I tell people all the time. I tried out for pro wrestling, and it's not, it's not easy. It really no, isn't. I all. uh, I gave myself a concussion my first day training, and oh uh, all I had to do was they were like, "All right, start from the corner, walk in the middle of the ring, and just fall back, take a bump." I was like, all right, I got this. And I did it and I'm walking and I just fell backwards and my head hit before my hands hit. Oh, you didn't tuck your chin? No, no, not at all. (laughs) And I smacked it really hard and I'm like, shit. And like, I was, (laughs) I was down there for like five minutes. And then the guy's like, are you okay? I'm like, I think so. He goes, well, you've been out for five minutes. And I'm like, I have. He's like, yeah. He's like uh sit in the corner and i i try to get up and everything's just spinning and i'm like mm. yeah this isn't for me <laughs> <laughs> i uh i had a whole gimmick planned out i had everything like my, my name was going to be the rocket paul matthews that was that okay. was my name okay and, uh the whole whole aspect was i was going to be from atlanta georgia i had a had like a little southern accent like i was going to do um and paul paul london was my inspiration for my my in-ring character like to run to the ring and everything like that like the wild (laughs) boy you know and uh i was like it was a mix between paul london aj styles like that was what i wanted okay and uh i see where you're going had it all planned out i even uh started training with my former co-host for the show and uh we trained together we were going to be a tag team together and first day concussion i was like damn that sucks. Damn, that does. Uh, no, nah, I mean, it's hard, man. I mean, some bumps, I mean, that was just a simple bump, and I couldn't do it. So I give you guys a hell of a <laughs> lot of credit for what you guys oh, did. Oh, yeah.
1: Listen, um, I did – I think I had to do a swanton to make to hit it, to, like, practice hitting it, like, seven times one day. And then I did it, like, seven times on a crash pad with, like, a dummy. And then in the, the practice match we did, the finish was I go for it, but I miss it. And then they hit me with their finish and I take the pin or whatever. And missing it is fine. And it doesn't hurt that bad until you have to sleep in your car that night and you wake up (laughs) the next day and you can't get up.
0: Oh, (laughs) shit. That's every
1: every muscle in your body is just tightened. And you're just like, oh, there were so many days because like while I was training, like I was also doing Instacart to make money to pay for everything and like I had to get up in Instacart because if I don't do it today, I'm behind. I got to work twice as hard tomorrow. So I'd be like getting out to go to like Publix or something and be like walking like a 90 year old in my <laughs> crocs. And everybody's looking at me like, yo, what's good with you? And I'm just like, <sighs> wrestler. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah in- so. Instacart could be a pain in the ass too, man. I tried that shit. I'm like, ah, I'm not a fan of this. Not oh, yeah. Um, but no, man, I mean, so what are besides the hardy boys obviously uh what are some other your
1: dream matches that you wish to have um i actually just posted a list on twitter um for my my june and july goals i want to have a match with trevor eon um he was just on dark but he's the the peach state pro something champion and ever <laughs> since ever since he won that belt i'm like oh i'm coming for you man even like I was a ta- in the tag team. That belt's going to be mine. So um, I want to have a match with him. I want to have a match with David Ali. Me and Carly Bravo have to run it back because the last time we tagged against him, he kneed me in the face and put my tooth through my mouth. That was fun. Um, then I had to drive home concussed bleeding six hours from Georgia. That was That was great. Oh, wow. Yeah, good time. I'm actually. I still have the shirt covered in blood. He knees me in the face on accident. He said he was gonna knee me here, so I turn my face this way. He knee me on this side, oh, and then he then he gave me a Northern Lights suplex into a pin. I kick out and I sit up and I just spit blood everywhere. Oh, shit. And I like, and I'm like looking at myself. So I call the ref. I'm like, yeah, I'm bleeding. I don't know what from or where, but it's everywhere. <laughs> so then he um, so then he t- he relays it to Carly because Carly's like throwing a fit that I kicked out. He Carly picks me up and he looks at me and he brings me to the corner and he's like I'm, he's just like throwing um, jabs and he's like uh, swallow punch swallow punch so then after the match like I started listening to him I'm like alright I'm gonna swallow I don't know what you're trying to get here after the match I'm like why were you telling me to swallow He was like because you were gonna choke on your blood bro if you didn't swallow like that's how bad I was bleeding from like oh, all wow. of my mouth my tooth was chipped and stuff and he was like yo that's what they teach us in the army to just swallow. So that was a fun time. So we and him got to run it back one more time. Um, David Ali. I want to have an intergender match with Marty against anybody. Um, I want to, I want to work Frankie Kazarian. Um, I don't know why that's, that's a new one for me. I know why, but like, that's a new one for me. I, um, I listened to him and Christopher Daniels do a podcast with maybe it was Jericho, or maybe it was um, the AEW Unrestricted. And I was like, yeah, I want to work these guys before they're done. Um, definitely the Hardys. Um, I'd actually not want to work against the Hardys because a lot of my move set is Hardy related. Right. Because like, right. like I wouldn't want to hit a swanton on Jeff. Like it, just <laughs> wouldn't, like it would just be weird to me. So like I would want like Jeff to go for it. And then me, like, the little kid, the green guy in the corner, like, no, tag me. And he tags me instead, and then I do it. Like, That's that awesome. would be cool. Um, let's see. Who else would I want to wrestle, man? I want to um, – technically, me and QT are uh, undefeated as tag team, as a tag team. We had a practice match as a tag team once, so that would be cool to run that back on, in front of the cameras. And um, join the
0: factory, man. We can have it happen.
1: I'm trying, man. He's, <laughs> Every now and again, he stops answering my text messages. <laughs> um, I would, I would like a match with Cody, um, just because I like the way he thinks about things and the, the he goes he goes so deep into every aspect of the match the same way I do everything from his gear to how he's gonna enter the ring to how they're gonna lock up to what they're gonna do after they lock up. Like, so I, I would like to just sit and put a match together with him. Um, as far as uh, anybody else, Darby would be cool. Just because, like, I want to jump off of something through something. And I feel like Darby would be the guy to be like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh,
0: He's a crazy guy, man, for sure. I uh, yeah. I didn't really get a chance to watch him much on the independents. Like, I've seen a couple matches he did in Evolve and stuff like that. And I'm like, this dude's insane. Like, he takes Damn. Jeff Hardy to a whole new level. Oh, yeah. Uh, just throws so crazy. crazy throws his body on the line every, every match, man. It's crazy. And um, I want to,
1: um, my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, I just remembered. Good. Um, and if I don't tell you now, I'm going to forget. <laughs> my, so, um, I, I've always been planning, um, in my head, being from long Island, a long Island street fight in like a cinematic form where it's me versus Cardona versus Myers with Tommy dreamer as the special guest referee. And like, we just go crazy in like a mall and it's just like this street fight. And there's like, we, we go to like the catering table and it's just like pizzas and bagels or like a pizza guy shows up and it's like mankind or something like that. And he's like, shows up with a box of pizzas. And like Cardona's just like, Oh, thanks. Takes the pizza box, hits somebody with like a full pizza, like just something fun like that. And just cause like um, I'm, I'm actually through the action figure thing. I, I talked to Matt Cardona a lot about different things and um during training i was like hey would you mind if i did the rough rider as like my hot tag like move like my my signature move he was like yeah man go for it so like it was it was really cool for him to give me that like okay so now like i do a different version of the li thing i do kind of like a kenny omega like how kenny does like the arrow thing but i do it with the li fingers and then i do the rough rider um so it would just be cool to like get in the ring with him and then um mike bennett um actually owes me a match (laughs) because um when I first first day of training I tweeted him because he's a very big inspiration for me he helped me a lot um because through his um battle with addiction and stuff like that and weight gain and loss he helped me a lot and um my first day of training I tweeted to him I was like hey in 13 weeks I'm gonna be fully trained by Cody Rose at the Nightmare Factory you're a free agent now I want to see you in the ring and he was like, "You got it," and I was like, "Oh shit, that's awesome!" And ever, ever since then, he's been ducking my my calls. I've been I've been tweeting them, <laughs> Instagramming them. I sent a few emails. Uh, so that would be a that would be a cool match to have. And, well, uh, uh, when we post this video, we'll tweet at him and say, "Let's make it happen." We got it. Oh you. yeah, man,
0: I'm I'm ready.
1: <laughs> Wherever, whenever, however, I'm down.
0: Now, I think That'd Mike be- Bennett has been an inspiration for a lot of people, especially with his stories. It's, yeah, uh, it's very inspiring for sure.
1: There's um there's a lot of the miracle Mike Bennett from TNA in this new Josh Breezy character. So, I like it. I like it. Good.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, I uh I remember first watching him as the prodigy Mike Bennett, and I was like, mm. this this dude's gonna be it, man. One day this dude's gonna be the biggest star. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was sad to see what WWE did with him. They they didn't yep. do shit with him, and I'm like, this guy. That's how they always do it. Theme theme song was fantastic. I loved his theme you know, and I was cool with him being called Mike Canellis and, and taking mm-hmm. Maria's last name, but how they treated a man. And they did that whole uh storyline where Maria made him look like a bitch, you know, oh, yeah. quote unquote. I'm like, I don't like that. Not at all. No, you know, Mike, not Mike all. Bennett is a star,
1: man. Superstar. But, and he's got, know. he's literally got it. Especially now he's jacked. He's ripped. He's got everything. Like he can go in the ring. He's per, he can be a personality. He's got Maria. If you don't if you don't think Mike can cut it by himself, he has Maria. Super hot, super over, <laughs> super good on the mic. What is he missing? Like, I think I I want him to be top level. I just don't know if a company is ready to take a chance. Cause outside of having everything, he hasn't really done anything. Right. And, like, when he's been given the ball, he hasn't really ran outside of Ring of Honor. Right. And it's almost, you can kind of, I relate him a lot to QT, QT because QT is the, hands down, the best technical wrestler I've ever watched. Outside of, like, a Kurt Angle or, like, an AJ Styles, where they could do, like, the quick pace. Like, you can literally, like, QT could do, like, a 450 in his sleep. Like oh, and people yeah. don't people don't know that because he doesn't do it, but he can. Like, it, so like when it comes to like having everything, like even QT stint and Ring of Honor as God's gift, um, he has the personality and what you're seeing now in AEW, he's always had that. He's just never gotten the chance to really show it. Right. And I I feel like now he's finally getting there, and I think the overexposure of Cody Rhodes to an extent. And how Cody always wins, um, is kind is kind <laughs> <laughs> is kind of holding them back because people are starting to get tired of Cody versus QT. Right. Whereas if QT would have, even if QC didn't beat Cody the first time, if a Go Go would have beat Q, uh, Cody, we could have went somewhere else. Oh, I think that would have been the right call, regardless. Yeah. I think I think Anthony should have beat Cody for sure. So. If if Anthony beats Cody, now QT can kind of fall into almost like a, a Taz or a Paul Heyman role. Still give all that ca- that character, not have to wrestle as much, and you just beat Cody Rhodes, and now you can go on to different different stables, and you could fight with Team Taz, and you could take on this and that and the third. And Cody can kind of take a back seat and go be with his pregnant wife. And <laughs> I feel like I feel like because of that. QT and the factory is kind of suffering just because there's so many people in the community that are just Cody Rhodes out. Not that I'm one of them, but I listen to a lot of different podcasts and reviews and all I hear is Cody needs to either lose once in a while or kind of take a back seat. And like, cause he's great to have, and he's a great athlete. He's a great wrestler, but I just feel like he's almost entering that triple H John Cena role role where yeah. like, oh, Cody's wrestling. He's going to lose like that match with Pentagon like great match. Pentagon oh, needed absolutely. that win. Pentagon needed that win. That and was the way the way Cody me. won
0: with I think it was just a roll up too, right? a roll up.
1: Yeah, it's like, really? Why couldn't
0: he roll you up? Like, right. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, what are your thoughts about every like a lot of people? I see it on Twitter all the time. What do you think when people say, you know, AEW is just executives like that's their main guys like the young bucks kenny omega cody rose what is your opinions on that
1: my argument to that is if that's the case why do we have jungle boy hangman i think hangman might be an evp too but he's not as big or whatever like as high up or something i don't know but hangman jungle boy darby Ro- like all these guys are star Britt baker like, come, like, they might not have the belts. And the only reason the Young Bucks have the belts is because everybody knows the Young Bucks. Right. You have to, like, everybody knows Kenny Omega and Hangman. Everybody knows FTR. Like, there's a reason in their first two years, yeah, the guys everybody know are going to get the belts before the other guys, because we don't know. Like, imagine they would have put the belts on two guys you had no idea who they were. You wouldn't care, because you didn't. you wouldn't even take a chance to know who they were. Right. Whereas the belts got put on Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and everybody's like, oh, okay. When when is like who's gonna beat them? They built it. Then FTR beat them. It's like, okay, they're really the best tag team. Now who's gonna beat like nobody can beat FTR? Like who are these other guys? Then the Bucks, and now the Bucks are on top of the world with Kenny Omega. And it's like every match they have, you want somebody to beat them because yeah. they're EVPs, because they're heels, because they have all the gold. So it's like, it's just storytelling and people say it all the time. Oh, they just put, they just formed a company and put the belts on themselves. No, they didn't. They, cause when they started, everybody was mad. The bucks weren't in the title picture. Everybody was mad. Kenny Omega's in the tag division and we now they're the week, bitching about it. And now they're bitching that they're getting what they want. Right. And so it's just, it's just, everybody's going to complain about anything. So like I relate a lot of wrestling to music and, um, Like with my album, Third Dimension, I think it's the best album that I've ever ever put out. But I'll get people that tell me it's garbage and I should continue doing what I did on previous albums, which I think is garbage. And Third Dimension was out for two months before they gave me Artist of the Year. Right. At the Joe's Music Awards. So, like, clearly I was doing something right. Like, we did 100 streams first week, like. 100,000 streams first week. Jesus, if I did 100, oh, shit. (laughs) If I did 100 streams first week, I got to retire. So, (laughs) so, so, like, you get what you get. And, like, I I think Triple H just said it the other day. And he said it very bad. And it wasn't, I don't think it was what he meant. But the way he said it was terrible. But just, like, take what you get. And you don't have to accept it. But don't overanalyze things. And if you're gonna overanalyze it, overanalyze it correctly. Like look at the fact that we're almost two years in the AEW and just now the Bucks Omega are getting the belt. Cody was the TNT champion because he's literally everywhere. The only he's on this show, that show, doing this, that, the third. Like you want a belt to be on that guy. So people could be like, oh TNT champion AEW, what's that? Oh, okay, this is pretty cool. Didn't know about that. Like you could be watching a Mets game and see Cody Rhodes with the belt. Like, oh, what is that? That's not WWE. Oh, there's a whole new wrestling program. So you gotta do things like that. Like people, the people that complain don't understand business. So, like if you're if you're making T-shirts, are you gonna go get your friends from high school to be your your um, what's it called? Uh,
0: influencers? Uh,
1: influencers. Okay. Are you going to get your friend with five followers that blows snot rockets like to be your influencer, to promote your brand? No. You're going to go find some Instagram model with fake boobs and a huge butt and a million followers and pay her $1,000 to wear your t-shirt for five seconds, hoping that one person likes your t-shirt. So right. obviously you gotta give it to the people that people know. So that's how I think about it. I mean, like, like I said, I don't think Cody should win every match. Um, I don't think, even the Bucks, the Bucks technically just kind of lost the other night, but Brandon Color took the pin, but like, that's a creative way to give Cody the loss. Right. Or like something like that. Like if Cody would have, like even if Pentagon would have cheated, Pentagon's a heel, like have him cheat and then roll Cody up or something stupid like that or anything um so when people say that to sum it all up before i go all the way off the here <laughs> um kenny omega is the greatest champion roman reigns is a close 1b um and uh the young bucks stole my my style from 2019 so it is what it is
0: <laughs> well they're trying to drip like seth rollins right now man
1: Yeah, it's funny i was um i was up the other night watching like my old music videos and I was doing this music video for all I ever wanted. We were on the beach in Florida and I had on like the floor, the, the flower shirt and I had the hoop cross earring and like the long hair and the glasses. And I tagged Matt Jackson because I took a video and I was like, yo, Matt Jackson's stealing my style. This is 2019. And he, <laughs> and he saw it. He didn't say anything, but he saw it. And I was like, awesome. That's, that's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. No, man. I, uh, I mean, we got you got a whole bunch of tag teams, you got a whole bunch of factions, and I think it gives AEW a whole way of getting everybody a little bit of time on TV, which is awesome. Um, you know, everybody, everybody loves the acclaimed. You know, I, 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 you can't go wrong with the acclaimed man. I think. Uh, oh man, bringing them in no. AEW, I think was a good call, and having them form a team was fantastic too. And, yeah. Um. I mean, who do you see taking the titles off the Young Bucks?
1: Hopefully, mm, let's see, there it heals. So it's probably going to be a babyface tag team. I, it depends on how long they go. If they go long enough, I think it would be cool for the varsity blondes to do it. Um, just because I feel like with the right exposure, they could be really good. Um, but I oh, yeah. do think uh, the Lucha, not the Lucha, the Jurassic Express is well deserving of those titles. Oh, for and sure. the only problem is Jungle Boy is on this singles, huge singles run. But I think once fans come back full time, him and Luchasaurus will get back in their groove of being a great tag team, and I think they could take the belts off off the Young Bucks. And I think with all that the Young Bucks are doing with those titles, it would do tremendous. It would tremendously help out the um, yeah, the Jurassic Express.
0: I think um. I think a tag team that's going to end up if, if possible, if any title change happens by the end of the year, I think a tag team that ends up taking it is going to be the newly team of uh, Ethan page and Scorpio. Yeah. I, uh, there's something about their, their collectiveness that I'm like, dude, I I dig it. It, It's just like, I never thought I would see Scorpio pull out of SCU and then do his own thing. And then I never thought I like, I love the North. The North was a fantastic team. Monster Mafia back in the independents, um, you know, Josh Alexander, Ethan Page. It, it, seeing them separate, I was like, oh, man, this is kind of a bummer. But Josh is killing it in Impact. Yes, Ethan's he is. is killing it in AEW right now and, and watching them. And, and I never thought like, all right, I wanted to see Ethan in another tag team. And then when he was starting with Scorpio, I'm like, let's see how this goes. And just the last – the couple matches they've had together and their story with Darby and Sting and, like, everything there, like, throwing Darby down the stairs, like, that was – that was, like – you know, my dad was watching and he'd be like, I hate those guys. They just killed that guy. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. he, my dad still thinks the whole thing with Brock Lesnar and Zach Gowan from 03 was – That was
1: crazy. For real.
0: Like, and I'm like, yeah. Dad, it, it was it was written. Like, it was how it was supposed to happen. Rock wasn't That's, just like, come here and let me throw you downstairs. Like,
1: yeah.
0: it was supposed to happen. And my dad's like, I hate that guy. I'm like, that, was crazy. You know?
1: that spot but, was nuts.
0: It, and it, it's nuts. Like, but the way, way Darby fell, like they showed him falling every flight down the stairs. Like they didn't do like a quick camera turn. Yeah. They did with uh, Zach, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they did that with Zach Gowan. But when they did it with Darby, they showed him fall. And I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, they just killed Darby. <laughs> yep, Dar- Darby
1: doesn't care. That's the thing. Oh, no man, man,
0: reckless man, crazy. I, I love a, it.
1: In For a perfect sure. world, uh, WWE will stop tormenting Jeff Hardy and release him the same way they released Andrade, and then Jeff could just show up at AEW that following Wednesday, the team with Matt, take take on the Young Bucks and win that, win the tag belts right then and there.
0: Well, I'll tell you this: <laughs> the only reason I don't want Jeff to leave yet is because I want to hear no more words one more time. It's not going to happen. You don't think so? You don't think when the crowd comes back, like they quote unquote say that it's going to come back?
1: They should have done it at WrestleMania. They should have just gave it. They could have given Jeff. They could have just had Jeff come out to no more words, say thank you everybody for coming to WrestleMania and go to the back. So you don't think it's ever going to happen? I don't. I honestly don't. I, if they, there's no, because the no more words, Jeff, is different than the Team Extreme Jeff.
0: Oh, for sure. And
1: I there's no – he has no direction. He's not going anywhere. He's kind of just doing these matches for no reason. So I don't understand why they would just change everything. And I feel like Jeff is very much like Matt, where if he's going to change, there has to be something storytelling-wise that tells why he's changing. Right. So, like, when he was Willow, it was because this happened. It was – because like, when he came back, is not Willow. It's because Kurt Angle needed Jeff Hardy, not Willow. And then there was the whole – all that thing. So, like, there needs to be a reason. I just feel like he's just floating in nothingness. And I feel bad because I don't remember the last time I watched the Jeff Hardy match only because – and he's my favorite out of the two. And that'll be – the day he passes – knock on wood is going to be a rough month for me um for sure but like i don't i won't watch it just because i it's like it's like when you it's like watching michael jordan on the wizards (laughs) that's a good analogy for sure or like watching mike tyson fight on uh twitch or whatever they just fought on it's like do you really want or like i don't know it's just like you don't you don't want to see him, like go out like that, you know, or like no, when I your grand it. like when your dad starts like to not be able to mow the lawn like he used to, or like your grandpa kind of you know just chills more. Like you're just like, oh, you don't want to watch this, and it's, it's, it's sad. Not, yeah, so it's just I'll just wait for him to leave. And <laughs> do you watch WWE at all? I will turn on the pay per views if it interests me. And I will find a way to be legally stream it. Um, what about NXT? Do you watch NXT? I've never watched a single episode of NXT.
0: Oh, no and shit. Okay. That
1: has nothing to do with the talent there because they're so talented. Everybody on that roster is super talented. Um, I know, I'm aware that that's the better product from WWE, quote unquote. That's their best product they had. I just have never, it used to be on the network. I would never tune in. And then when it came to USA, it was up against AW. Yeah. And so I was like, uh, um, I just never got like, they don't really have a character. I'm very much a character person. Um, right. There's like, I know Dexter Loomis is over there. I was a fan of him when he was stalking Christy Hemme in TNA. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, like, I, I, remember I, that. I, I like that, but I could just check out the clips on YouTube. Like, there's not enough there for me to sit down for two hours, an hour, and watch. Oh, um, for sure. And then, yeah, so with WWE, I just don't... Nothing excites me. I'm a, I'm a fan of what Roman Reigns is doing. I think that that's kind of plateauing a little bit. Um, I think that WWE creative isn't creative enough to go where that needs to go. That needs to... the And the problem also is that relies a lot on outside factors like roman reigns needs to confront rikishi like he's been beating up his children for months now like there needs to be some sort of altercation there just to get it doesn't have to be a match it could just be a backstage segment where you superman punch rikishi your uncle or like you make the usos super kick him or something like that and then then that needs to go from there to like the rock But who knows what The Rock is doing? And then, like, John Cena needs to get involved because he's still the face of the company regardless of how many years he hasn't been there. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, there's so much that needs to happen outside of the walls currently of WWE that I don't think WWE is creative enough to make it interesting until then. Because how many times are we going to see Roman Reigns about to lose? The Usos help. Roman Reigns hits his finish, and it's over. And then... Oh, is Jimmy going to join him? No? Okay. Wait, come back next week. Oh, we're going to have another match. Is he going <laughs> to join him again? No. Okay. Oh, well, join him. Like, it's just rinse and repeat, which is WWE's bread and butter. Um, If you – I don't watch Raw, but I, like, look at the cards and I, I pay attention and I listen to, like, a lot of reviews. Like, uh, JD from NY, he reviews every show. Thank God for that, man. He's doing God's work. Um, He'll watch every single wrestling show, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW um and review it and go over what happened and every single week it's the same matches yeah like and it's just like why like there's so many people on that roster to the point where you're cutting superstars to make room for budgets but like there's so many people that don't get used and they're not being pushed properly like why are we watching champion like the champion has to wrestle the number one contender like five weeks in a row and get pinned like three of those times before we get to the pay-per-view where they have a match but the champion wins.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. And then
1: that that carries to the next pay-per-view.
0: And it's just well, like, like Monday, um, Monday they had a uh, uh it was Rhea, Rhea versus Oscar again.
1: Oh, yeah. And for, like, I'm like, the sixth like time.
0: I'm like all right, I'm just going to go watch an episode of something different like yeah, and, I'm going to go and, watch and Chops. Me being a wrestling fan, I'm like I hate myself for doing that, but it's so many times that they're like, Hey, uh, we seen this match last week. Let's rerun it and see what we can do this week. And then the following, the same thing. And it's, it's the same story. Like I, um, I, I do, however, love still what Roman and the Usos are doing. I love Jimmy doing the whole, like, I'm nobody's bitch. Like (laughs) I, I, I like it. Um, I think um like the way Mysterios are going, Dominic Mysterio, I think is still very green. I don't think they should be tag team champions. No. I, I there's just so much in WWE that I'm like, I can't get behind it as much as I used to. I still the only figures I collect are the WWE elites. Like and okay. I I'm I'm not like you know, with your Hardy collection, like collecting multiple <laughs> Hardys. Like I get one Jeff Hardy one and that's it.
1: And you're done. You know? Okay.
0: So like there's like six or seven or eight or twelve or I don't know. A lot of Jeff Hardy elites. And I'm like, I found the right one that I wanted. Um
1: and I'm like which one is it? Uh here let me grab it. Give me one second. No problem. Do do do. Guys, while you're watching this, make sure you go to Pro WrestlingTees.com slash Josh Breezy and make a purchase today. Or if you want this shirt that I'm wearing right now, you can go to the Josh slash shop.
0: All right. So I got I got the Matt Hardy um obsolete delete one, uh the elite okay. with the white coat and everything.
1: But okay. um
0: I got this Jeff
1: right here. Ah, uh, okay. That's the, that's I'll, the chase actually. I think. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not that's the regular version.
0: No, I fault. think the purple, I think it was a purple one that was a chase. If I'm not mistaken, no, it's the
1: the blue, red, white, and blue face paint is the chase.
0: Okay, yeah, but no, I love I love the attire on this one, and I'm like it just features Jeff in a different way, and I'm like I love it, man. I uh I, I've always been a fan of Jeff, and I remember watching his return to WWE in I think 06 or 05. I remember mm-hmm. watching him debut in TNA when it was uh, a match against Styles.
1: Like oh yeah, his first I actually, match. I actually have that set up in figure form right over here. I got oh, AJ that's... with that with the X Division Championship, the six sided ring, the Jeff TNA figure.
0: That's badass. Yeah. yeah, no, dude, that was uh, that was one of my matches. Like, I loved, I loved Jeff Hardy's theme in TNA when he first debuted. Modest. Yeah, it was. It was, was so different. Like, and yeah. it was Jeff. Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, this is cool, and. Um, you know, I, I've always been a fan of the Hardys. I always feel like Matt has always been underrated um, for sure. Um, Jeff, I remember the day he won the world title like it was yesterday. And that was yeah. one of the proudest moments of being a wrestling fan that I'll always cherish. Mm. Um, and them coming back, I remember uh, them coming back at Mania and everybody was like, it's going to be the Hardys. It's got to be the Hardys. And New Day starts walking down and their music hit and I was suffering from a lost voice so <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to scream and I'm like yeah yeah and I'm like I can't do it I can't do right. it and like uh my ex-fiance was she was here and she's watching and she's like you want me to scream for you and I'm like can you do oh, this? I can't yell, <laughs> man um but yeah no dude I um I've always been a fan of the artists, always man hmm obsolete stuff the delete the the delete world or whatever he called it it was it was so cool to watch that because matt brings characters to life yes um his big money matt character he's doing right now i i give him a lot of credit for just sticking around as long as he's doing um doing the best he can with what he gets and uh i think the way they wrote him out of wwe was shit yeah I, you know the same way they but wrote he him. rolled
1: with it he rolled with it.
0: He did. And I give him a lot of credit for that. Um, I think what really got to me with Matt is there were so many rumors going around that said that he wanted to do the delete character still. Um, and he left WWE because because of that, quote unquote. Um, and then he came to the AEW, had that character, and then it just dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, so so seeing that was like kind of a buzzkill for me because I was really into that character. But I get it. In wrestling, characters develop,
1: characters change. It just, there was no fans. Right. And that's, that's so, what's hard, too. Like, imagine imagine that building. Or they were in Daly's place. Imagine imagine if the pandemic didn't hit. They were in Brody's hometown. That's somewhere. It starts with an R. I can't remember right now, but somewhere. And um, Matt Hardy appears in the stands. Like, first of all, Vanguard 1 flies in. As soon as Vanguard won, the whole place would have went nuts, especially, oh, yeah. especially because they were expecting him to be the exalted one, and you already got the Brody leap hop, so now mm-hmm. they're like, now they're like, oh, Matt's not showing up. Here comes Vanguard one. Everybody loses their mind, and then spotlight Matt Hardy up in the rafters, going crazy doing the delete thing. The whole place would have went nuts, and I'm sure we would have saw that character for a long, long time to come. And I think it'll be back, especially with fans coming, because the last time he was the delete, uh, he was broken. Matt was when he took that bump with the match with Sammy. Right. And in Matt, I I like to think that I understand how Matt works. And the reason he became broken is because he got, uh, he took a swanton from Jeff from like the moon, and he was (laughs) he was literally broken. So I think the way Matt's gonna work it is that bump jerk like jarred up his mind and now he's big money matt because like he was changing the characters and stuff like that so i think that bump shocked him into being big money matt and there's going to be some other bump that's going to break him again oh yeah so i mean we've seen
0: him transfer back to team extreme matt hardy version one Matt Hardy. you
1: know so
0: Matt, Matt just brings his characters to life and it's just awesome to see, but yeah, um, we'll definitely see what happens with fans coming back. I think uh, that's going to be huge for all the companies worldwide, uh, like Ring of Honor, stuff like that as well. So, I mean, it's just glad to have the fans back because that feeling of not hearing chairs and, you know, not having that feel, it's just mm-hmm. not the same. Um, There's nothing but Austin
1: Gunn.
0: Yeah, yeah, Austin, dude, he's he cracks me up with the shit he does. Like I he's love cool, Austin man. Gunn, and he's he's still young, man. He's gonna kill it. Him and Colton, I think, are gonna kill it. And Billy's Billy, dude, Billy's so fucking underrated. One of the best to ever step foot in the ring. I think you know, I uh, I've told people numerous times if one guy should have been world champion, it should have been Billy.
1: Oh yeah, somewhere even somewhere. for a second. Yeah, even for a second, you know, but, you gave um, the
0: title the gender Mahal. You could give it to Billy Gunn. Oh you know? yeah,
1: and,
0: not taking anything from gender. I actually liked Jinder's title run, but um, I
1: think I think I liked his character and like what he was doing, and he looked great. Should have been like IC champ.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he dropped the ball and went to the United States title right after. So yeah, and then this is actually the figure that came after it when Jeff beat him for it. Okay. So, I mean, this uh I remember that when it happened, uh Jeff went for like a swanton or whatever and ginder rolled out of the way and then acted like it impacted him or some shit happened and uh mm. Jinder like just oh he went for the uh whisper in the wind and mm. Jeff didn't connect at all. And Jinder just was like standing way off to the side for a second. And when Jeff hit the ground, Jinder's like, oh shit. <laughs> <He felt that laughs> first. I'm like, dude, that's not how you do it, man. That's no, not how you, you gotta play it, it
1: off. You gotta oh, play it man. off like you moved on purpose. And Absolutely. With it.
0: Well, Josh, let's let's ask you one last question here. All what right. can we see from Josh Breezy for the rest of
1: 2021? Um, a lot of belts. Uh, you think Kenny Omega is the belt collector? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm not winning any belts. So, <laughs> um, just a lot of a lot. You're gonna see me a lot. I don't I don't care where it's gonna be. There's gonna be. I'm gonna try and be everywhere. Um, I just drove 12 hours from Long Island back to North Carolina. And literally I booked like my re-debut with Marty and our first like feud. And then how we break off from that feud to like a belt feud and how I win the belt there. And I take it to all these promotions to like build pro South back up to what it used to be. And then I drop the belt and then I go after it. So you're going to see me. A lot. My goal is to be everywhere and anywhere with a purpose and there's going to be a lot of new music, too, along the way. So if you if you follow me for wrestling, if you follow me for music, you're going to see both. And I hope you enjoy it all. And um, hopefully you see uh, me and Matt Hardy in a ring somewhere. We're hoping sometime. that, too,
0: man. And uh, hopefully we get more uh, haunted places, too. Uh, oh, yeah. There's the so future.
1: many. <laughs> it's just so it's so much to sit and edit man i can't i can't still for that long but there's there's like four different videos in my mac ready to rock and roll so oh, and i'm actually doing something uh, i'm doing something with luther dr luther
0: oh, uh, i'm gonna okay
1: i'm gonna be on his podcast soon i got a couple stories to tell so i'll be on there and hopefully i we do a ghost hunt together as well that'd be pretty cool
0: that'd be awesome uh josh you want to tell everybody where they can find you
1: um, you could follow me on Instagram at real Josh breezy two z's to y's. Twitter is just at Josh breezy. Um, you could purchase a Josh breezy. The answer t-shirt at pro wrestling tees.com slash Josh breezy. Or you could go to my official website, the Josh breezy.com.
0: There you go, guys, Josh. It's been fun having you on here, man. Yes, I, sir. It's uh, been great. I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. Anybody you. that has cam cameras, record Josh's matches. If we can't get them, we (laughs) want to see it happen. So uh, Josh, it's been fun, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, I can't wait to see more music. I can't wait to see what's next for you in wrestling. It's going to be a fun ride, man, for sure. Great. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you guys. It's been a pro
1: wrestling podcast with Matt and friends. This is Josh breezy. You guys take care. Peace.